Join our podcast conversation as we share ideas, insight, and information that will educate, inform, and inspire. We will blend our knowledge of online safety and emotional awareness to help you better understand your child's online world and their emotional responses and well-being. Sarah, welcome to episode number four. Thank you. We're rolling. We are. Number four. Looking forward to it. I love what we have planned. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like the pace that we're going at. And the you know what? One of the uh, things I love is the ad lib approach we've taken to this. We have a topic and we just talk about it. We're not scripted. We're just live. Well, it's you're going to hear this recorded, but it's really <laughs> live for us. It's just what we know. That's what it, it is. It, it's what we know. And we just, we're going to talk about what we know. We're going to talk about it right now. So thank what you for all the listeners. Today? We're talking about being your child's parent versus being hmm. their friend online. That's- so that this is going to be an interesting conversation because la- last podcast, so number three, I had mentioned that my mom, one of my mom's lines was, I'm your parent, not your friend. I have a job to do. Right. And what she meant by that was, I am committed to your overall well-being, your confidence, your safety. So if I am your friend, you could talk me out of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And last podcast, I was talking about that she put me in a lot of leadership courses and character education courses. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, I would not want to go. But she knew that what was important was building my confidence Because if you were listening for, well, you were, Paul, but if everyone was listening to podcast number three, I was talking about when my parents got divorced, my self-esteem was going down. I was absorbing the emotions as opposed to knowing what to do with them. So she wanted to give me tools to do that. So her point was when she said, I'm your parent, not your friend, was if I was your friend, I could be talked out of having you go to these leadership conferences and courses but since i'm your parent i have a job to do and i have an end result in mind my end result and and i'm speaking on behalf of my mom my mom's end result for me was to build my confidence and personal growth so as a preteen and a teen i didn't understand that concept as much as when i'm a parent now so being a parent is very different. It doesn't mean we can't be friendly with our kids. It doesn't mean that we can't have this great connection. Because I think sometimes when people hear that, they think, no, but I I do want to be my kid's friend. I do want to be, it's, what we're saying is, if you're just your child's buddy, it's going to be harder to enforce guidelines and get them to a end result of your safety is at the utmost importance, your confidence, your overall well-being. So you can try to talk me out of this. However, I'm going to stick to what I know is going to be best for you in the long term. And you talk about this with online safety a lot. You know, it's part of uh, the core of the message. And it's a great segue because what the example you gave about you know your mother's approach is bang on in terms of what we're doing online today remember that children have this amazing ability 
to guilt their parents into <laughs> making them believe that they're the only one without a smartphone. They're the only one who can't connect in this platform. And parents, they get that emotional tug and they feel like, well, what should I do? And I can't tell you how many parents have reached out and I respond back. Number one, parenting which incorporates rules, guidelines, and consequences. And we're not going to break rules and say, okay, you're supposed to be 13 to be in that platform, but you're 10 and some of your friends have it. go ahead because, you know, I feel sorry for you. No, we have to stick to our guns. Number two, and this is so important, is that these rules we enforce, for example, no technology in the bedroom, will not be negotiated. They are firm. They're not because I dislike you because I want to make your life miserable. It's because I understand after learning about, you know, technology and some of the pitfalls that you can use technology amazing in a safe way in a common area of the home, but you're not taking your phone into your bedroom at 10 o'clock at night, connected to internet while I'm sleeping. And the word no, Sarah, for some reason, mm-hmm. people are afraid to use. It's actually a positive mm-hmm. and it is our responsibility as a parent that when we say no, we don't feel guilt. Because then if we start saying, okay, you know what? Maybe just on the weekend, we're breaking. And Uh kids, let's just be honest, they will see the break. They're good at that. And then they'll push for more and for more. And it takes one break, which a parent might say, okay, you know what? It's Saturday. Go ahead. You've been a good kid this week. Bring it to your room. And then no, because it could be that one moment in the room that something goes wrong because of what they witness, how they've communicated, whatever the case is. But to your point, we have to be parents. Yes, mm-hmm. I know they will guilt us. I know they will tell us that they're the only ones. We have to stay firm. And what we have to do as parents is not only be firm about rules for online safety, we have to educate them with what else they can do. Because mm. technology is amazing. It's letting Sarah and Paul connect right now to record something, right. to put on YouTube and on a podcast. I love tech. I bleed. It's in my veins. But with kids and their curiosity in isolation, that's where the problems lie. Now, I've always said, and I think you'll appreciate this, your kids won't like you for these rules. Don't oh, get, no. No, no, no. Don't get mad at them. You didn't like your mom's rules. I no. didn't like my parents' rules. But- I used to tell her that, Paul. I used to say, I don't like you. You know what she'd say? That's okay. Yes. <laughs> she, you know, because I still respected her and loved her. I didn't like, all I'm saying is that when kids say that, we have to reframe it. They're not saying, I don't like you personally. They're saying, I don't like the rule. I don't like the boundary. I don't like how this makes me feel. That's what they're saying. Yes. And to your point, it, maybe it's the delivery and how you do mm. it. You know, I'm, I'm personally, I'm not of the style where I would deliver it in a, you know, very soft manner. I'm, I was brought up old school. I will deliver it in a firm manner, but I'm not going to be mean about it or rude about it. I will be firm about it. And I will give my reasoning, which you, by the way, you don't have to, because a parent doesn't have to give reasons, but I've always believed what works very effectively is if you give a child a directive, base it on something. Don't just say no and walk away because that causes friction. But if Mm -hmm. you give them reasons Mm -hmm. as to why no, they still won't like it, but they will be more understanding of it, Mm -hmm. which makes the no a little bit easier. And only when they're older will they appreciate the rules they had in place. That has just Mm -hmm. been throughout life. It's just, it's, it's a common piece. 
throughout life that you may not appreciate it or respect it now, you will definitely appreciate it later on, especially when you become, if you become a parent yourself. And you'll say, you know what? I now understand. They'll get that, you know, what's called the aha moment. But we're not expecting. So I think the most challenging part for parents is that they expect their children to understand why we've said no to social media till 13. No technology in your bedroom. No, I'm not giving you a smartphone Mm -hmm. in grade four. They may not like it. You have to expect that. But you know it's for the right reasons. And they will understand it eventually. There might be some friction at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know? But that's okay. That's called parenting. Your parents have often said, this is so, parenting in a digital world is so difficult. And I said, with all due respect, has it ever been easy? Our parents had their own challenges growing up, but that is our responsibility as parents. We need to adapt. We need to understand technology. You know, I've given this wonderful analogy. You don't need to know what's underneath the hood of a car. Parents, you know how to drive a car. You know how to drive it safely. You've gone for lessons. You need gas, needs an oil change. You don't need to understand what's under the hood. Right. Same with technology. You don't need to be tech savvy, but you do need to understand how powerful a smartphone is when you give it to a child with an app that's not age appropriate. That's Anybody can do that homework. So mm-hmm. yes, parents will say it's difficult, but we need to make that effort to understand the basics. And when you understand the basics, you'll the you as a parent will understand all right uh, i get that now i don't need mm-hmm. to understand the complexities of the technology i just need to understand that i've read a terms of service it's dated 13 okay i'll respect that mm-hmm. i've done homework you know one thing i tell parents to do do an app review before you download any app do five google searches mm-hmm. yeah See, you were mentioning that and i like that say it again do an app review mm-hmm. your child asks you uh, mom dad i want this app all right i'll get back to you in 24 hours they go to bed, go to Google, you know, your friend, but also use other search engines because I don't give everything to Google. That's a different show. And look at five reviews. If one of the reviews has to come from Paul Davis and you go to my Facebook page and say, Paul, what do you think of this app? I may not know it. I don't know all, you know, 100,000 apps out there. Why? I'll do a search. <laughs> uh, wow. You really, threw a cur- you really threw a curveball at me right there. As I was in the flow of, you just threw that out. That's, that that's why we're good together. That's so I can good. Just- <laughs> You threw, uh, that's good. Why? Because as I'd like to think I know, I don't know it all. I learn no, every day. Not. Just like, and that's what I tell parents. You're learning every day. You Absolutely. just learn today from an expert in the field. But as I learn, you learn, you learn mm-hmm. all the time. So if you want to ask me about an app, I may not have the answer. And I'm very honest. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it, but I will research it. Why? Because it helps me be more knowledgeable. And then if I can give you an objective review, I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I love about what I do nothing i don't spin anything i literally review it and i and i look at a product from three different angles the first angle is as a cyber guy the second as an adult who's also a dad mm-hmm. and then the third as a little kid what would i see if i'm a little kid what was i see you know from the privacy perspective as a cyber guy and then obviously a dad and just an adult mm-hmm. and i look at it i come up with a delivery so i don't deliver a piece based on my emotions based on what I see. And parents need to look at it objectively because parents will look at something online mm-hmm. and then emotionally respond. That's why I wanted to look at five different reviews or opinions on something and then say to the child, you know what? I reviewed it. I think it's great. Awesome. Or, you know what? You're too young. 
I've read some reviews about inappropriate ads popping up. I've read reviews about bullying. So now parents, again, don't need to know how that works. They just need to know the basics and they can make an informed decision. Again, it may not be what your child wants to hear. It's what they need to hear. And I think that is the core of the message of safety. Not what they want, what they need. And it goes back to the, you said, sharing pieces of why. Mm -hmm. Why this is not appropriate Mm -hmm. or, or why it is. And, you know, and if I'm going back to even my mom, she did say why. And I, and I also like that you said, but they don't always have to know the, the expansion of why. Like they don't have to know every detail of why, but the human brain does like to know why. We might not always get to the end of why something happens in life yeah. or why my mom used to say, why has a long tail? Like if you think of like the letter Y has a long tail, which it does. I'm sure we've all had circumstances where we still can't figure out why someone said something, why something happened. But since our brain does like to know why, we can share with our kids, well, this is why. Because I did a review and like you said, inappropriate items pop up. And they might say, but I I'm all, I can handle that. And then they'll try to talk you into it. But when we're being a parent, we're saying, no, no, my end result for my child is safety. I'll actually say to Kai, our son, who's nine years old, I actually said it yesterday with something. I said, my job is to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. That's my job. So you might not like these rules. You might not agree, but my job is to keep you safe. And then he stomps away and of course isn't happy. And, you know, and one, and he said, well, I wish I lived somewhere else. Okay. Well, let me know when you have your new spot. <laughs> like, and then, and then he's runs his course and then over it. And I'm not saying I'm always perfect at it because there's a lot that goes into parenting. But what I do know is keeping in mind what my end result is as a parent that I want him to be respectful, to be safe, to uh, be confident. And then when I make choices, I say to myself, Sarah, is this in alignment with that? Or am I just making a choice out of emotion? Right. Am I feeling guilt? So now I'm making a choice. Am I feeling irritated? You know, when your kids keep asking you for the same thing over and over and over again, and you're just like, Oh, just take it. Right. And then you're like, Oh no. Okay. So, but am I, doing it because of an emotion or am I making it out of my end result of safety that I want them to be confident that I want them to grow into respectful kind people you know whatever that is for you as a parent that's what I keep in mind to make my choices from my choices out of character look very different than out of emotions and it is not an easy job parents have. Um, I want to go back to the brain and how we like knowing why. And there was a study done. And and I love this. I love this analogy because I think we can all relate to it at some level. And it was two groups of people and they were put into a grocery store. And they had to ask to go in front of people in a lineup. And so there was a picture of there a cashier and there's huge lines. So one group was just going to politely ask, can I go in front of you, please? (laughs) 
And the, <laughs> okay, okay. All right. The other group was said, or sorry, was asked to give why. Can I please go in front of you because my son has a doctor's appointment and we're going to be late. Can I please go in front of you because I need to get these bagels to my grandma. She's waiting in the car. Who do you think fared better in getting in front of people? The people who just politely asked, can I please go in front of you? Or the people who politely asked and said why they're asking to go in front? Yeah, for sure. Group number two, obviously. Mm -hmm. Because then we can, at some level, we connect and we're like, okay, yeah, you can go in front. So that analogy, going back to our kids, they might not always like why, they might not have to hear in full detail why, they might not understand why, but if we at least say to them, why is because I'm keeping you safe. And then in the long term, like you said, they can look back and say, oh, yeah, I didn't always agree with my parents. But now that I'm a teen, like now that I'm an older teen or an adult, or now that I'm a parent, I can see even more why. Right. And I don't think we're parenting just for today. I honestly think we're parenting for the future. So the work we do today, the roots we plant, today the seeds the watering of the seeds is what takes even stronger roots in the future so it's not about just raising resilient kids now whether Mm -hmm. it's online or offline it's we want them to grow into resilient adults so those boundaries those i'm going to keep you safe and you might not like it but i'm your parent i have a job to do we're not going to reap the benefits now. It's going to be in the future. Right. It's all your kids. Thank you so much for not letting me go online and not letting me do this and that. No. Right. That will be in the future. You know, like maybe like the wedding speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. I'm not this... thinking that far ahead, but yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. We're in thankless work sometimes. And I, and I do believe as parents – that can be difficult because human beings love to be thanked, recognized, appreciated, seen, and heard. How many times have we wanted to say to our kids, do you know how hard it is to be a parent? Do you know what I do for you? Do you? Let's take a breath and Paul and everyone who's listening. Now, when you look back at your parents, did they do at least one thing for you that you probably didn't appreciate as a child, but now you can see differently? One thousand percent i could pinpoint examples which i won't in case my mom's going to listen to this <laughs> she might but like I'm, it i'm I, you know i've told her many times in person i did not like you for what you did and now i love you even more for the choices you made for me because i didn't understand it as a kid um hate is a very strong word and i've used that a couple of times as a kid i didn't know how strong the word hate was as a child and now when I, if I ever use it, I always say, by the way, I know this is a very strong word. Uh, there's a reason I'm going to use it though, but I try not to because it is a very powerful word. But I said that to my mom a couple of times yeah. and it's because I was so angry at what the, what the situation that took place. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, objectively looking back, I love her even more for it. Why? 
because it was the right choice. I just didn't understand it. And I know mm -hmm. that our kids aren't understanding our boundaries of no. Mm -hmm. And do you know part of the reason, Sarah, is because a lot of parents, and some of you might be listening, are just saying yes, 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 without doing the homework. And that yes now influences another child whose parents are saying no because we've done the homework and they feel like they're left out. They feel like they're marginalized, that they're excluded. It's not fair. So we need parents to be on the same page so that it's for the well-being of our children. What I do is not skew to take away anybody's fun. What I do is all in an effort to make sure kids are safe online. Because like mm -hmm. I said earlier, technology is amazing. They need to be in the right part of technology. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, that's where I talk in terms of grade four, fives, and sixes about where they should be and where they shouldn't be. And when I say where you shouldn't be, those are the no's that I'm expecting from parents to understand and say, okay, no to the kids. Because they're hearing me tell them, that's not a good idea, but I'm not your parent. So go home and have a conversation with them as to why you shouldn't be on a certain platform. Oh, by the way, this is where you should be. I'm going to give you resources after this presentation about where you should be, which is safe educational fun. So I'm trying to not justify, but to explain there's a reason I, Paul Davis, is saying no, but I'm also going to give you an option that later on, even though you're probably not liking the fact that I said no, right? again, not negotiating, Sarah, but just saying, here's something else you can do because- There's a new I've, focus. Yeah, I've explained to the kids, they may not like- the message but now they're told oh wait a minute okay i'm not really happy with that but he did make sense he gave me facts he didn't scare me but he told me where i could be it's re-basically reshifting their mindset to understand what is safe out there and what can be beneficial educational mm -hmm. fun entertaining without going down the path of where they can get hurt so they appreciate that and i've always appreciated because let's let's just bring it to an adult perspective mm -hmm. if i told you oh by the way sarah don't download this app. Just listen to me. Um, you and I know each other, and I'm going to just throw this out on a limb. I'm pretty confident you probably say, yeah, okay, because mm -hmm. I would never want to mislead you. But you're a human, and I know you're probably going to say, you know what? I respect that. Paul, can you tell me why? Mm -hmm. You just want to know. and Because my brain goes to why. Because it... Exactly. But I wouldn't do that to you. I would say, oh, by the way, Sarah, um, this app, not a good idea. Here's why. And then you will appreciate why I said not to download that app on your very expensive $1,000 smartphone. And you will appreciate the do not versus you may have respected my don't do that, but you're you're going to feel a void of, okay, why? W what is he leaving out? It's the what, curiosity what? too. Yes. Like and, that. Is it, why is it? Because my phone's going to just implode if I, or is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, that, you know how many times I've said to Kai, well, Paul Davis said, so oh parents, <laughs> parents, you can use that information too. You know, knowing that there's other people, it takes a village to raise a child. Like other people's information is part of, part of the village too. You know, I think it's good for kids to know that you're not just grabbing information from nowhere. You know, no, I've done some research. I've I've actually listened to someone and this is what they're they're also saying. So I'm not just making it up. There's two things that I like to leave in terms of a message with parents. Number one, we are always learning. 
So Always. today you learn something, which means you are allowed to reformat your rules in the house. If you said to your eight-year-old, yeah, you know what, I'll give you TikTok, all of a sudden you heard the message and saying, okay, you know what, that wasn't a good choice. As a parent, you're allowed to take it back and say, I made a poor choice. I wasn't educated, but now I am. Mm -hmm. And so here's the new rule. And they have mm -hmm. to respect you for that. And the second thing I tell parents, and I'm going to just use our podcast as an example. You said it takes a village. Well, remember that online safety starts at home, parents, guardians, and caregivers. But you do have a support mechanism. So for the parents listening to our podcast, who is your support mechanism? It's Sarah Westbrook, Paul Davis, teachers, principals, um, individuals at school, uh, counselors, right? We are all there to support, but it starts at home. Because remember, in the morning when your kids wake up, they see you. Before you go to bed, they see you. You are their being. Mm -hmm. We will help you when they're not at home, in school, listening mm -hmm. to our presentations. We will be there to support you, but it starts at home. So we want to support you, but, you know, it's time to be a parent, not their friend. And that is the most important mm -hmm. thing that we can end with because I know we're running out of time mm -hmm. on this podcast because that is the We always do. Message. We always run out of time, but, and to springboard off what you're saying is let's remember parents, we can always say to our children, we have a job to do. And my job is to keep you safe. Right. And I want to end with one piece of information years ago that a grade seven student said to me, and this really hit me hard, especially now as a parent, she said, yeah, my parents, I can talk them into and out of anything. And I was like, oh, like what, like, what do you mean? She's like, well, like say I get in trouble for something or they say not to do something or like I have um, a consequence. She's like, I can actually whine and complain so much that they'll just give in and then I'll just be able to just do whatever it, it was that I what was taken away. Right. And she said, so... Like, it just doesn't mean anything if they say no. This was a grade seven student saying this to me, Paul. And this was just before I had Kai. And I keep that in the back of my mind. Like, she was basically saying, yeah, I, they should have boundaries and stuff, but I can just talk them out of it. So let's keep in mind that as much as our kids won't always like the structure and the boundaries, they need it. And our end result is to keep them safe. And it's about being absolutely fair, respectful, and kind, but that we still have a job to do. And we're not just parenting for today, but we're parenting for the future them. So they look back and they say, I didn't always agree with you. I didn't always like the choices you made in the moment, but now I see, I really see why. Right. And if I look back, I can't thank my mom enough for not letting me talk her out of all those courses <laughs> For my confidence i didn't see it at the time but now i see that it was the greatest gift she gave me was saying look you're going i'm your parent and this is what i'm gonna be committed to you find a perfect way to end off all our podcasts well sarah? thank you <laughs> sarah i'll see you on episode number five number five my favorite number it's gonna be a big one and uh, to our followers, listeners, thank you for supporting our uh, podcast. We appreciate you. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. This is what we know.
This is it. You got this. Okay. <laughs> See you. Bye, everyone. Bye.